0: Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And before uh, Randall, John, and I get into the uh, chit-chat as usual, uh, I guess as usual, I'm going to fire off a few uh, indie game recommendations that I've been uh, playing lately. And uh, I don't think we've mentioned this quite yet on the podcast, although we have recorded one of the episodes. But Randall and I uh, have been digging into and are going to continue digging into the uh, Super Mario Land and then the Wario Land games on the Game Boy. And I'm not going to really talk about either of those here. But I've been playing some games, some indie games that have been, I would wager, heavily inspired by the Wario series in particular, Wario Land and even the Wario Ware games. And first I wanted to mention uh, Anton Ball Deluxe. And this one kind of more inspired by the latter, uh, the WarioWare games, but it's more of a, it's still a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Uh, but it's essentially a 2D side-scrolling platformer meets breakout, where you're essentially every uh, stage is like, a, and obviously it's like a side-on, like horizontal breakout instead of like a uh, where the bricks are at the top of the screen, they're on the uh, right hand side, and you're basically controlling uh, Anton or any of the number. There's tons of characters, and there's actually a few different game modes. There's even like a whole different game mode. But before I get to that, the main like Anton Ball mode, and I think this is a game that started off as a game jam game, uh, like a Game Boy jam, if I'm not mistaken, because it's definitely got a very much like a Game Boy Advance. There's even a Game Ball Advance uh, filter, and it really nails that Game Boy Advance look and feel to the gameplay and just everything about it's it got really great charming music really awesome really awesome expressive uh, pixel art and sprites Um, and again really kind of sticking to that like it's kind of almost like a cross between Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color like something about the way that like the sprites are like a little more low res than you would typically see on the Game Boy Advance but it still kind of has that more textured look to it I don't know quite how to describe it but the gameplay is uh, yeah, honestly really, really tough, especially in the uh, main like Anton ball mode, because you're really like the one ball that you're trying to protect from like entering the there's like an exit essentially at the left hand side of the screen where like if the ball falls down the pit, essentially, you know, it's like a pinball pit or whatever you want to call it. Um, But essentially you have to just block the ball and stop it from going in that hole or in that pit or in that goal or whatever you want to call it in the hole in the wall and then uh, knock all the bricks that are on the right hand side. And obviously things just keep getting more and more challenging as uh, the levels go on. And uh, then there's a whole second game mode that I mentioned, uh, which is called Punch Ball. And this is actually more like a Super Mario Bros. And I'm talking like the original Super Mario Bros, where it's like Mario versus Luigi. And you're kind of at the first zone even takes place down in the sewers. Um, And that's like probably my only gripe about this game is like it really almost leans like a little too heavily into like the Wario Mario influence, which is really cool. Like, I love all the nods and it's cheeky and it's charming and everything. But it's just like I. I wish it had a little more of its own personality, if you will. Uh, But aside from that, like the gameplay is just so fun. And the the punch ball mode is honestly, I find it even more addicting than the uh, Anton ball. And essentially the difference of the gameplay here is like you're running around and kind of bumping just like you would in Super Mario Brothers. You can either bump the enemies from like the platform beneath them to kind of flip them over or you can pick up like the orb or like the ball, the punch ball, I guess. It's almost like a little dodgeball and you can whip that at the enemies and then it kind of stuns them. And just like Mario, you have to go over and like kick them. Um, to clear them off the stage and you just have to clear all the enemies and that's pretty much all there is to it but it's really fun really charming and it does have a bunch of online even online multiplayer modes but multiplayer modes in general versus modes um, just a really really cool game and then another game that I've been playing a ton of uh, just before actually sitting down to record this I was just playing a bunch of uh, Beard Blade and I've played a little bit of this before and this one is definitely leaning more into the Wario Land inspiration um, and I would say that it's even or influence I should say But uh, I would say it's almost like a mix of Wario Land and then the Shantae games and in particular Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. At least that's the one I've played the most of. But like in the way that like, I don't know, it's just a 16 bit, 32 bit, you know, era side scrolling platformer um, where it's like leaning into the uh, it's got a little bit of like Monster Boy uh, or Monster World DNA in there as well. But you're like, it's not too heavy on the combat, but at the same time, like. You, you know, you are, there are enemies to watch out for and it it's not an easy game by any means. There's tons of pits to fall down. There's definitely plenty of obstacles and, uh, You know, things that can kill you for sure, Uh, but at the same time, like a lot of the enemies, when you jump on them, you can actually use them just like in the Wario Land games as like a platform to reach a higher level or to spring off of to get a hidden coin. And another cool thing about this game is like it's got a really great overworld map and every stage actually has like a day and a night version of each stage, which is almost like a totally different like branching path that maybe not the entire stage is different like sometimes the beginning is the same or the second half of the stage might have some uh crossover in terms of like the level design or the level terrain that you're uh traversing but there's usually or not usually there's always like a totally separate path that kind of has some extra hidden uh coins and whatnot there's like uh, essentially every level almost has a second uh kind of like ukulele in the impossible layer where there's like a second version of each Uh, Level Like you can kind of like manipulate the book in a certain way to like create the second version. This one, you don't have to do anything in particular. You just have to choose either day or night. But the reason I was kind of thinking, uh, kind of compared more to the Shantae games is because uh, you kind of reach like a barber shop, which is really cool. Again, like this game is just super charming. Like when you attack, your beard turns into like a giant sword or a a mace. It kind of just alters between um, a handful of different like a a giant fist or something there's a few different uh, things and they don't do anything different it's just like your attack but it just kind of changes things up but even when you're like climbing up a tree instead of like using your hands it actually like your beard turns into like two giant arms and you climb up a tree but also that kind of lets you know that like hey you can't attack right now because you're using your beard to climb so it does like a really good job with the visual like I don't know visual gameplay cues and stuff like that um, so I, I really am enjoying this game from top to bottom like the they're just really nailing that. We have a video coming up for it soon, too, but they're really nailing that like Super Nintendo era 16 um, bit. Yeah, it just really feels like a true Super Nintendo game, to be honest, like I I'm really, really loving it so far. Really great level design um, and really great kind of puzzly, kind of more like just chill, like a. A lot of times when I'm playing platformers, I tend to lean towards the precision platformers, and this one's kind of nice in the sense that, again, it's not an easy game, but there's like, seemingly like once you hit a checkpoint, it's like unlimited continues, you're not set to like a certain number of lives or anything like that, so it's just nailing everything from the aesthetics to the gameplay to the level design, and really can't recommend it enough, and then I did want to give just one more quick shout out, and I just played a little bit of this one right before firing up the recording here, and I did play a little bit of this one before when it was still in development, and this is a game called Rubris, and it's from uh, Saturn Yoshi, who also goes by Sarn or Pluto Birdo on Twitter. I'm not sure uh, which one they actually choose to, like What's their main handle or whatever is, but uh, they're part of Team Bugulon, who I know we've mentioned a few times on the podcast uh, during the Dare game jams or the Game Maker's Toolkit game jams. They uh, have a pretty large team of like, I think like upwards of a dozen or even more people, um, but Saturn Yoshi happens to be one of them. I'm just going to use that name, I guess but they happen to be one of the developers on that team uh, and they happen to make this game Rubris and it's basically like a Tetris meets a Rubik's Cube where you're actually you're not actually controlling the blocks that are falling. They're kind of falling from either the top, the bottom, the left or the right of the screen and then you're actually rotating the... Um, Rubik's Cube essentially or the cube that's in the center of the screen either up down left or right and again that's obviously twisting in like a three-dimensional fashion and then you, you oh, the only other uh control you have over the blocks that are falling is like to press a button to like hard drop them and you can see like a shadow within the Rubik's Cube and really you're you're just trying to clear lines as like a timer starts ticking down and then as you clear a certain number of lines um and if the timer ticks all the way down to 0 it's game over but as you clear a certain number of lines Um, like the timer will boost up and then you'll get to the next difficulty stage. And then it'll just start introducing new puzzle pieces like, uh, that have bombs in them that'll blow up and clear bigger chunks of the cube at once. But you really, you don't have to like make a whole side of the cube. You just have to make a straight line, but obviously you get bigger points for creating combos or not combos, but getting like a bigger clearance at once. But it kind of never drops more than three, like tiles at a time or th- like a puzzle piece that takes up 3 uh grid spaces um but it yeah it just does a really great job of it takes a little bit of getting used to but as soon as you kind of learn to read the visual cues and like if a for example like in the three dimensional space like when a it's it's a little bit hard to tell like which of the three rows the um or uh on the, like which row of the z axis the Puzzle pieces are on. But like once you start to be able to read it, you can see like, oh, OK, if it's like totally whited out, that means it's in the very, very back row. If you can kind of see it like faded with like a little bit of there's like a little triangle symbol and like a little bit of uh, like the color comes through, um, you know, it's in the middle row. And then if it's like a fully filled in piece, you know, it's in the front, um, which obviously those are just easier to see anyways. But you it, it once you get the hang of how the game reads, it really kind of becomes this like frantic back and forth uh and again as the timer's ticking down and you're trying to increase the timer like almost like crazy taxi style you know where you're like you you know drop out you're increasing the timer before it you're like you know a racing game where you're hitting the checkpoints and you have to hit the checkpoint to extend the race it kind of works that way in the sense of um trying to extend your high score but it really is just a high score chasing arcade game and it does have online leaderboards which is absolutely amazing i know we went nuts when uh boba had uh Um, You could play the game web-based and build levels and share them online, and this game kind of has, you can't build your own levels, but it does have an online leaderboard just built in right to the web-based game, and maybe that's not impressive to other folks, but I find that just so cool that you can just Log on to the Internet, play a game that you don't need to do anything or download anything and still compete for the online leaderboard scores. So I just want to give a shout out to those games real quick, especially since uh, Randall and I are going to be talking about the Wario Land and Super Mario Land stuff coming up. But uh, yeah, I think uh, without further ado, I can uh, throw it over to uh, Randall, John and I, who are going to be all over the map talking everything from uh, the ouya to basketball to Miyazaki and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll uh, catch you next week. I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh man, maybe I should be selling some of my synth gear and like upgrading the, <laughs> that I should have done like from the start. But I was well, like... well, no, but you probably went in and got some like stuff. That you did a lot of research, probably. Yep. I found stuff you knew. I did, but there's always more. There's always more. <laughs> well, research yeah, there's always you could more, and, and there's like, always. I could yeah. I could have done a li- like uh, but yeah, I, that's why like literally the stock response for uh, like. Uh, every time, like, on the, like, uh, modular Reddit, like, they're like, hey, I've been, like, looking into, like, starting a Eurorack setup or starting a synth setup. Like, what should I do? Or, like, where should I start? And every single person is like, make sure that you actually want to. Because, like... Uh, <laughs> this, this is a rabbit hole. <laughs> this is a huge time and money commitment. And, like, if you jump in, like soon and then you're just going to be like oh cool i spent five hundred dollars and i can't use this system yet right
1: like, right yeah you that's... still need this adapter and this thing and really mm-hmm. if you're researching ahead of time you should have probably bought this version as a better base model for this and this Yep. yeah
0: there's like a free yeah. version of it and like every <laughs> single t- part like time it's like start here yeah <laughs> start here do that for a year <laughs> like, yeah yeah
1: well it's basically what they used to say about uh, people that wanted to collect for Neo Geo. It's like, do you do you really want to collect for Neo Geo? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're talking about That's a commitment. hundreds,
0: if not thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, just to yeah. start. God. I'm so glad I never got like totally down that path. Mm-hmm. Like I, I stuck to mostly the main. I mean, I went off the total mainstream path, but like yeah. stuck to the kind of main consoles and never. I don't know. I just can't imagine how bad my bank account would be damaged. Oh my God. I actually love the, I love a lot of Neo Geo games, but the size of
1: the cartridges was like a big, you know, inhibitor from being able to do it because we were in apartments up until now. Yep. So yeah. I was going to say, you mean huge. the physical size? Those things are massive. massive. Yeah. Like, like the size of a console. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Which makes sense because they're like literally arcade boards just put in a yeah. cartridge shell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, an impre- it's an impressive console. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Like that shit came out the same time as the Super Nintendo but was like
0: arcade hardware. It was like really Like just impressive. straight arcade ports of games yeah. pretty much. Like I, I were they 100% true to arcade or were they like slightly modified? No, or?
1: in fact, you can you could do an adapter uh or modify your home Neo Geo to run the arcade you know versions of those games. There's no Oh, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah that's sweet i didn't know that i like i knew that they were like the same ish but i for some reason i thought they were like a slight downgrade yeah this is i i love i'm, I'm looking because i like realized like oh i don't think i know what like the size of a neo geo cartridge is <laughs> big boys Wow. yeah that they're is, huge like what it's, it's a briefcase yes. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like when i said console size like it's definitely bigger than like a genesis 3 which is yes, the genesis easily. version i have easily yeah. Here, Which yeah. is like basically the size of like a old CD portable CD player. Right. So yes. one has the, the next to a SNES and NES <laughs> cartridge. Oh my god! Yep, behind. Like, can you see the depth of that too? Because I feel like they're pretty fat too. If I'm not Ooh. mistaken, they are. Yeah,
1: they're uh. they're at least a good inch and a half, maybe two inches. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't They're honkers. Think, I Guess I didn't know that Genesis cartridges were
0: also pretty small compared to SNES.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, how they like away kinda... with that Nomad, that
0: portable action. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those I guess yeah, that like if you plugged in a Genesis cartridge like on the back of a Switch, like yeah, that's like a good size. Mm-hmm. Like it's not too bad of a size cartridge. Uh. Uh-uh. And they're lightweight too. Those cartridges weigh nothing. So Yeah. Yeah. I like those. I'm a fan. Yeah. I never had a Nomad. I've n- I've never even actually seen one like in person. I know what they look like, but I've never seen one. I coveted one for a good long
1: while, but like a lot of things of that vintage, that the, like portable screen is not the highest quality necessarily. But they've, of course, because of the modding and retro community, they've got full out replacements that look awesome, you know. So, but yeah, that you that cost a fortune.
0: Wo- <laughs> yeah, man, that's a. I still don't have every system straight. Like when, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a Nomad and I'm looking at them now because they're I'm pretty dope. Th- they that looks cool, but like, yeah. oh man, I also In never fa- had a Genesis. Like, yeah. I only had friends who had uh, same, same. Uh, Genesis or master system. Yeah, So like, I also never got used to like the six button controls. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I cannot even the wrap three, my just, head. Like, moving like across like just having to think like i gotta just think one two three one two three yeah it kind of makes sense if like if the default was like b but i bet it wasn't
1: it's c c was always the confirm button most of the time okay which was the
0: furthest they were just in order right to the right right to left yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: it's like the most right button
0: and if you had a six button it'd be right and bottom basically right that makes sense to me at least for as a nintendo person cuz i know everyone every non nintendo person is always like what what is this you have to hit a like on switch <laughs> my brother was complaining like what, what is this hitting a to confirm i'm mm-hmm. like dude it's always been that way number yeah. 1 yep and, and just like when people complain about like why did xbox or why did uh, nintendo have to mix up the a b why i'm like no 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 it was <laughs> always they've they've had that same button layout since super nintendo yep and sony xbox that up. just Sony's cool. the one that messed it up with the PlayStation
1: with the uh, X and O uh, confirm and cancel buttons. That's different yeah, in Japan.
0: I was gonna say because I know like Metal Gear Solid uh, Two at least uses uh, Circle to confirm, right, and stuff. Which at the time I was like, "What the fuck!" Like it, it <laughs> threw me off so much in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they made flipped quite it. a few player they errors. It for the yeah. US. yeah, but at least it sort of made like. In my head, X made sense to like confirm like it. Right. They were at least different letter or different logos, I guess, even though that was an X. But like they didn't use the same combination of letters and then put them in different positions. right? Right. But maybe maybe that's just like a patent or copyright thing. You know no. where they couldn't put it in the same layout. I'm trying to remember what the Ouya was. <laughs> I know it was the letters in Ouya, yeah. but I don't remember what the layout was.
1: I wanted to say I I believe Y was in the same spot as the Nintendo Y setup. Yeah, Y was in like the top, if I remember correctly. It
0: but, was yes. So it was A was also in the correct same yeah. position. So it was. Oh man. So it was in like, clockwise o at the bottom u on the left y at the top a at the right that's right weird oh that's so weird that's weird we're I finally gonna the...
1: come to terms with selling off some of the old shit that i don't use and i'll mm-hmm. probably be unearthing the Uya for potentially putting up on ebay at that point
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I love when games in the UI will just put like, they don't actually put what, since I'm playing a lot on PC and stuff, when they just put like the four buttons and they'll just like dark, yes. like the button that you need to press. Like that's all I need. But also, yep, I have no idea, like in NBA 2K Playgrounds, when you are like buying a pack, it switches what button you need to like Yeah, use. It's the, like yeah. it is, I'm not sure if it's, Like, purposefully obtuse so that you don't accidentally buy one. Right, right. But, like, every time... Like, you have to, I think, press the top button in order to purchase. And then you have to use the left button in order to open it. (laughs) Or, like... And then you have to... uh, Yeah, it's... I've only done it a couple times so I don't remember but I know I do know what you mean where it's like it was, it was weird I had to think about I know each it press was a deliberate way. like choice every single time that I've done it yeah yeah <laughs> which I get i maybe they maybe they do that because like'cause can't you just like spend money and like you get, can I, yes so I so, think that might but still it's just a weird why not just prompt you with a confirm yeah <laughs> Just in case you slip and you double tap. Or they're afraid kids are going to mash through and
1: just buy everything or something. I don't know. But yeah. you
0: only have to buy one, like one of the items is unlock right. everything.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, true. For like 20
0: bucks. That's yeah. true. It's not even that much. Yeah, I thought about it, actually. I was like, the whole roster? Yeah. One yeah. swoop? I only paid seven bucks for this game. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You gotta, but, you gotta play every single team and every <laughs> single season. <laughs> no, it is kind of part of the fun of the game. Like the hook of it is yeah. like, who am I gonna get? Oh, but I'm I, sure, I'm sure we'll get into that. That's right. I, yeah, I know. I did the fucking dumb thing after I I played the Bulls so that I could get my. At least some players I was familiar of with, of course. And then I started, like I was like, "All right, I guess I should go in order." So now I'm doing the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm like, "Cool, why am I doing this? Why, I don't know any." Of John's these gonna go full Smash bros. Play. Like, <laughs> I, it might be Dominique Wilkins. It might be unlocking Neek, In which case, I'm like, "Fine, I'll I'll do that."
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, who are it's the not- other
0: notable Hawks of history? Like. Oh, Was Matumbo on the Hawks? He was. But, like, I also... Like, the choices for characters on some of these teams are weird. Some of them are wild, yeah. Like, I got got Joe Kim Noah on the Knicks. Yeah. And I was like, uh, that's a really, really weird place to put him. Like, it it's not like the, the Knicks don't have like, yeah, famous players. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wonder if they're just like, hey, we made the character model for Joe Kim. Might as well put him on like all the teams he played on. But I don't think he's
1: on the boards. No, they they set him on one they set each player on one team. There's some really? that are on the no, no, no,
0: no. Cause I yeah, I know Kevin Durant. Like I have him on Golden State. Oh, really? But I'm the nice. cover. It shows him on uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, it's it's super weird, and it's also like, uh, I, like I think like they, cause like you uh, you know how they rank characters as like legend or yeah. epic or yeah. whatever, and like some of them I'm like, are you really gonna put that era of that character as the legend? Like right. <laughs> And not on their much more famous and
1: successful team. <laughs> I know. I saw that yeah. with like Jerry Stackhouse. They've got on the Sixers, which mm-hmm. like I get he was drafted there, but like to me that was the prime time I watched like Pistons basketball. Was like mm. he was Jerry Stackhouse was like yeah he was
0: he was big time five that was like years he was there. like and then with yeah that Dallas was like for a lot too. That was like when the Pistons like when they were kind of good before they got good, right? Was when Stackhouse it was, was there, the lead up. yeah, yep. But I wonder if that's just because we were there. You know, maybe yeah. Stackhouse wasn't as. But yeah, no, I feel like he, he was, was like the guy, top three guys on our team for he
1: sure. Was, he was. I mean, I think he might have been even the point leader, if not on the team, like one of the top in the league for a couple of years. With the yeah, business. he was like all
0: star team. For
1: yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And yet they picked his Sixers <laughs> version for some reason. I don't know.
0: I don't Maybe know if they were just there. like scraping the bottom of the barrel for some teams. They're like, yeah, all right, we got like twenty people on the Lakers. Like, we got to <laughs> find someone to be on the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I kind of forgot about those old Pistons jerseys in the Stackhouse days. I oh, yeah. love like that they have turquoise the old jerseys. with like the horse the and horse the baby. like engine. Oh yeah, those were kind of cool. I had oh, a yeah. Grant Hill autographed uh, oh, jersey. Nice. That's a good... not not it was it was like replica. jersey it was not like a cool jersey but yeah i went to art van furniture and got grant hill's autograph that's (laughs) dope hell yes (laughs) the most michigan thing
1: ever that is Uh that's a very michigan sentence yeah yeah (laughs) i was gonna
0: ask you guys if you have like a team that like no like because i'm like i am not really a fan of any team per se like just because like i grew up like with the bulls like championships, but I was like six. So yeah. <laughs> I was six yeah. at oldest. Right. So like I, there was, I don't really have memories of the bulls being good. And then like, once I got into basketball, I was in college. You so, didn't like, watch the Derek Rose bulls. I did. And the first like well the first year that I actually got super into it was when he tore his ACL. So (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of a lot of heartbreak in those years. Yeah. Massive heartbreak. So I don't really have like, you know, uh I'm more of a fan of basketball in general. Yeah. But that said, like, there's just something in me that like I like something dark in me that I like, I will always hate the Sixers (laughs) no matter what. And I don't know why I'm fine with that. Like, I, I think it's just like, I don't like Philadelphia as fans. No, they're assholes. Yeah. 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 That's true. And like, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff on like the timeline about like, oh yeah, glad that like, Joel Embiid like put away the the jazz and I'm like you know what I hope the Sixers just fail so badly I I I I love Joel Embiid I love Ben Simmons I want them to succeed but I really want the Sixers to fail <laughs> That's funny. Have they had, like, players in the past that you've hated or anything, or you think it's just tied to it's, the Philadelphia thing? It's just Philadelphia, and, like, I, I don't know why. Like, yeah. I mean, I do know why, because, like, it's they're always just, like nightmare people <laughs> yeah they're just typically not likable folks with well, the no. Eagles fans I was like a. I used to really like the Eagles in the Donovan McNabb days mm-hmm. uh, and for yeah. football and like but it felt like nobody like their fans hated him like every year it's like he's on the hot seat it's like dude he just took you to the NFC championship five years in a row right what do you want from this guy Right. You know, so I, I used to get ticked too, and just be like, "What the hell, man?" Like I they're see. talking about, they, oh, they got to get rid of McNabb or Andy Reid's on the hot seat. I'm like, dude, they're like going to the Super Bowl every year, right? What do you I want? I mean, the past him? couple of years, like like Philly's been like booing Joel Embiid when he's had like off games, and I'm like, yeah. this is your team. Like, like yeah. what is Sorry, wrong fuckers. with like, you? Yeah, I get, you're supposed to rally behind your team when they're having an off day. Like, mm-hmm. this is
1: not some, like, shiny market like L.A., folks. These players mm-hmm. don't have to play here. <laughs> i <I'm still laughs> tell you that right now. Like, it's yeah. a bigger market for the Midwest, but that's not necessarily a destination spot for a lot of these guys. No.
0: <laughs> it's a nice and city. They, I mean, have, Yeah. Are, have they ever won, like, a championship in as the Sixers or anything? I don't think so. But, maybe maybe because I'm like just trying to 70s, think if there's 80s. like because I kind of get like the bitter like because I kind of get when like Detroit Lions fans like yeah. <laughs> like those years when they like didn't win a game and like <laughs> people would go and like wear the bags on their head. Not that that's an original thing, but it was like kind of making a point of like, dude, we got to you guys got to turn this ship around like we've, we're loyal fans. But yeah, this is embarrassing. Ooh, three. <laughs> you know? Yeah, They won was 83? title in 83. Who okay. is that?
1: They got Julius Irving, Moses right. Malone.
0: Moses, okay. Yeah. Oh, the, wow, they okay. beat the Lakers. Mo Cheeks. Yeah. That's a, the greatest name of any human. Oh, and that Mo-cheeks. was up against Magic Johnson and Kareem.
1: Yeah. Oh, dang. That's okay. a good. Solid fucking championship to beat those Hell guys. Yeah. yeah, up against yeah. Pat Riley, too. Yeah. Oof. Bob McAdoo. James Worthy, okay. Oh, it did not play. Hmm, that's they weird. swept him. Whoa! Oh. Damn. Oh,
0: God. Yo, damn. let's play some basketball. That rules. Right. That's awesome. That is. But yeah, before that was 55 and 67. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Conference title in 2001. Like, so way really was that long? It,
1: way predates the modern era at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the only
0: time Iverson made it? Yeah, it was 2001. Yeah, nice. they, I remember that being a thing with Iverson. Like, you can't do it in the playoffs. Holy shit. Nah, Iverson
1: carried that fucking team. Yeah. He was he was just, like, on another level that year. 2001, I think. And he stepped over Ty Lue. That's what I remember.
0: Oh, that was the Ty Lue. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. In the finals. And he won that first game. He took that first game off the Lakers. Yeah, Shaq Lakers. Yeah, Shaq and Whew. Kobe Lakers.
0: Yeah, that's a man. And like that was an his era, second man. best
1: player was like a washed up Matumbo. <laughs> yep. He didn't have that much help. Yeah, I forgot Matumbo was there. Matumbo's yeah. sweet. He's awesome. I love that man. That
0: finger wag is just too mm-hmm. good. I'm. I'm just a. I'm a big fan of a big guy. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, like oh, oh, we'll get into it on uh, talking to K. But yeah, I know I've been, yes, this whole will. this whole time while we've been talking, I've been like, should we save this? Should we save this? <laughs> <laughs> I've got so much to talk about. Yeah, we could. I, I know you guys can go basketball all day. So. Yeah, yeah. This is a basketball cast. Did you guys ever see Wreck-It Ralph 2?
1: I did not see the no. sequel. No, I saw the first one. I never one. did either. Never
0: yeah. see it. Because oh. it is the grossest movie I think I've ever what? seen. Really? It is. the first one was good. first one is great. I love the first one. The first one yeah. is a movie that has a ton of heart. The second one is a paid advertisement for Silicon Valley. Like, there are Facebook, YouTube... And, like, Google nope. our characters. Nope. In it. Nope. And nope. it is so blatant, like, it is just, like, them funding it and, like, being like, nope. oh, like, we're taking, you know, a couple, like, pot shots at us. Look at us. We're the cool companies. But also, we control everything. And right. It is disgusting. Yeah. It is honestly one of the, like, grossest I've ever felt. Gross. Like, watching a movie. Like... I think Lauren and I finished it just because we were like, let's at least like be done. So we don't have to, the curiosity of what this movie, but like there was a good moment about halfway through that. We're like, we are not enjoying this at all. Like it is, uh, man, that stinks. miserable. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause Wreck-It Ralph was like such an innovative and like, you like, really like, heartfelt, yeah. fresh movie. Yeah. Yep. Super good. Really great. Yeah, And, like, super, yeah, super charming and just wholesome, Mm -hmm. good stuff. And they managed to get, like, Sonic and Nintendo characters.
1: They licensed that shit in there, which is, like, no easy thing to do.
0: And, like, didn't they have, like, Halo stuff in there, too? I think they might have. Like, I feel like I remember the Halo Marine just, like, walking through. Yeah. Zangief,
1: yeah, <laughs> Zangief off Bison? Bison. they had like all kinds of stuff, yeah. like just
0: in like the train ter- or like the terminals things mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep, they'd just be walking around. Yeah, yep. But it's a cute
1: movie.
0: Yeah, never see two. It is dang, sounds stinks, good, man.
1: Won't yeah, won't bother then. <laughs>
0: I made oh, it this far. Whoa. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot that it existed, to be honest. Yeah, yep. was it Ralph breaks the internet or something? Yep, yeah, exactly. Yep. Hmm. No, it's, it's kind of little... embarrassing, but we're just now
1: finally watching the Miyazaki movies for the first time. Ooh. First time? First time. Yeah. Which ones? Oh, that's shocking to me. Uh, we're watching Totoro. Uh, we didn't quite make it to the end because we're old and needed to sleep, but we're mm. like two-thirds through, and it's like of course, it's like everything looks like a painted like Yep. Yeah. Like oh, every man. screen, you could just pause and be like, Yeah, I could put that up on the wall.
0: Yeah. I also like the uh, just because I like, we've never I don't think really talked that much that much about movies, but like I don't know what yeah. your taste is on movies,
1: so like I, I'm very interested. Yeah, I don't even know if I have a super def- like. For a while, I, I basically just did a lot of documentaries that I liked. Like that's what attracted my attention, mm-hmm. honestly. Like yeah. if you were to ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, right now it's probably uh, American movie, which is a documentary. Hmm yeah I don't think I know that one it is uh, a dude in Milwaukee who uh his dream is to make a movie and it's like following him around while he makes this like very indie movie and he's phenomenal as like just a character piece in himself uh mm-hmm. in this documentary and it's yeah I think it, <laughs> it might have won Sundance when it went um but it's i I would highly
0: recommend watching it and i and it's also hilarious. Um, I would also- love to see. I saw it as when I was quite a bit younger, and it was like this movie that my cousin, like my older cousin, would always like whenever we would go to like a video rental store. Yeah, he'd always like point it out on the shelf and be like, "Man, I always have wanted to see this movie." Like he's <laughs> like, "Just look at that cover; it looks hilarious." Yes, <laughs> and like, but I think I saw it at like too young of an age to like get what I was watching. Like I just was like, I you know I didn't I. I I don't even think I like got that it was like a documentary yeah. like I was like is it a fake documentary? Right. I don't get it. It feels so I, like I, a fake documentary but it's not. It is like Yeah, these that's that's people. what I mean. Yeah, I don't think I was like putting it all together. So I I would love to rewatch that, especially knowing that it's your favorite
1: movie. I don't yeah. think Off it would be a waste of either one of your time to watch that, especially cuz you guys have the Midwest background as well. I think it's <laughs> yep. phenomenal.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Are you going in order on the Miyazaki movies? No, we just like
1: we were just kind of flipping around, and um, we had watched uh, Spirited Away. um, But yeah, this is this is only the second one that we've we've watched since they're all on uh, HBO Max.
0: I think Spirited Away is my favorite, but like all Miyazaki movies, I feel like are very unique in that I don't feel like they're movies. (laughs) Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really feel like they have much in the way of plot. Yeah. And they just kind yeah, of like I wash agree. over that, wash over you, and you kind of experience them. That's wonderful. I have, yeah, I I have no percent with that
1: whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to like think, like, cause like I remember scenes, but yeah, like, like, like I, other than, I don't know what really happened. I think there's <laughs> like a couple of like, um, like Princess Mononoke has a little more story to it, and like, uh, nausicaa a little bit Mm -hmm. and Um, i haven't seen those those are both great some of the like and princess mononoke i I think those are both super well known but even like the ones like porco rosso or whatever Mm -hmm. like that one's really great like even the lesser known ones are all really good i have that box set and i really enjoyed all of them i think we'll probably end up running
1: through yeah at least what's available on hbo max Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's like 10
0: total seems right that he did yeah nine or 10 yeah Kevin have you seen yeah. Grave of the Fireflies no I own it on Blu-ray and I just know that it's like devastating is all yes. that's like the only thing I know about it is like I've I've heard it's devastating and I've heard like on some podcasts like this is a, like kind of joking like this is the only cartoon you just never show to a kid <laughs> or yep. something uh, but yeah so I own it and I just know I need to be in like the right frame of mind where I just want to be crushed yeah and watch it <laughs> yes that's I, I also have not seen it but like yeah i've i know i don't know a single person who hasn't just been like sobbing by the end of that movie yeah and i, and I know a lot of people it's like one of those movies with like i love it i'll never watch it again mm-hmm. and not, and not in the way where it's like requiem for a dream like, right oh, it's so that's that's exactly what came that- to mind when you said that yeah because <laughs> that's that's the movie everybody says like oh it's a great movie never want to see it again <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like
0: because you see fucked up things in the movie, like I think this is just like you don't want to be this devastated again. Yeah, is <laughs> like that's the impression I get.
1: Well, it ended pretty devastatingly in that movie as well. I, I, would I never say.
0: saw that one actually. Also, yeah. not Requiem for a Dream. I wouldn't recommend I, watching it if you don't want to be devastated. Like, ba- yeah, based on the reactions I got from people, I was like, yeah, maybe if you don't want to see it again, maybe I don't want to see it at all. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, and granted, I watched that like.
1: I, pff, what 15 plus years ago yeah, at this yeah, point probably. so who knows if it even aged well
0: yeah yeah although i think a lot of people still hold it up pretty high yeah but What's the name of that director? it's the aronofsky it's the Rus- aronofsky darren aronofsky yeah i've not seen any of his movies none nope not the wrestler man nope. that's a Ooh, good one the wrestlers. Lauren's, lauren's seen a lot of aronofsky and i've not I've only seen a couple, but the wrestler is yeah. I can yeah. It's the wrestler is excellent,
1: and uh, the other one, the the Black Swan, is also excellent. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's another one I own and have never seen. I would highly recommend that
0: you watch that. Okay, that's another one where I'm I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I have it in me to be (laughs) (laughs) like. Oh, I've always wanted to see Pi too. Which is that also is that Aronofsky too? Yeah. The black and white, yeah. Life of Pi is Ang Lee. Oh, that's, what I, was, yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting confused. There's like the trailer of like the guy in the mirror, like with the holding the drill up to his head. And I'm just like, okay, Ooh. that's another movie that like you probably have to be in the right frame of mind. Like, that's like David Lynch, too. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, do I want to be like in that fucked up frame of mind? Yeah. No, John, I, th- I definitely
1: recommend. I know you've watched wrestling in your past, and yes, like you would get a lot out of watching. Yeah, wrestler and like, uh, what is what's his face? Mickey Rourke is so fucking believable Mm -hmm. in his role in that movie. It's it's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. All right, we ready to roll? We ready to clap? Ooh, I'm writing down that (laughs) time right now. I'm at an hour and six. Same Z's. Perfect. I actually like. I don't see the uh, the way that Audacity is positioned on my screen. I I don't see like the little crawl of the uh, waveform, Mm -hmm. but I do. It does have the timer right at the bottom, so like I can see that instead, and I'm like, you know what, I like that better. Yep. Nice. I can see. I can see the levels of my. Yeah. It's like the Skype window is like in the a bar in the middle because I can't make it any smaller so then like I can see my uh, EQ, EQ bar for like my own uh it mic and then the timer at the bottom yep nice I've got a similar thing going here yeah I got like Skype as like a strip across the bottom and then a uh, the garage band at the top yeah that's how I used to have it in the before yeah. time <laughs> I'm just rewriting down the clap time. Yep. Thanks, John, for saying more words. Sorry. To go. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your clap, Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was great. Oh, here we go.